What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions, one more again. It's episode 52. My name is Danny. I'm Garrett. I'm Taylor. So, Terminal Transmissions is a little talk show. We get into nerdy stuff. TV shows, movies, video games, science and tech. It's a lot of fun. We like to, you know, give our opinions about things and talk about, you know, ooh, what's going to happen? Maybe the movie's going to be this way or that way. And most of the time, we're right, because we're super fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, So, this is episode 52. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about Netflix international offerings. They buy a lot of shows and produce a lot of shows in other countries that are super good. Um, we're going to talk about how Stanford is gene engineering cells to cure, quote, incurable diseases, which is super, super cool. We're going to talk about how Nintendo uh, continues to shut down fan projects, specifically a really, really cool mm-hmm. Pokemon fan project that have been yeah. in the work for like a decade me that they off. just shut down. Uh, and then we're going to finally talk about Rogue One since we kind of figured... More people have had time to see it, not yeah. because Taylor yeah. slept through the first time we watched it. <laughs> don't. Uh, so don't tell anyone that. I, I said not because. You just gave it away. <laughs> so a quick disclaimer. I am super sick, so I sound like nasal Creech show, Darth Plagueis. So I apologize <laughs> in advance. Um, first thing we wanted to do, though, is announce the winner of the giveaway. Yeah. Which is, drumroll, dum 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 Angel! Yeah! Yay, our yeah. biggest fan! Yeah! It, it paid off. <laughs> you won! Yeah, You're so... You're the guy. Uh, hit us up on the Terminal Transmissions Facebook page. Give us a message. Uh, you know, send us your address and whatnot, and we'll get the package mailed out to you. Yeah. Super yeah. cool. Congratulations. Congratulations. There you go. Thanks, Angel. It's going to be a box of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, first things first, we wanted to talk about Netflix a little bit. Even though we've talked about Netflix about a thousand times, this one's a little bit different. Because typically we just talk about, like, a Netflix show. Right. So something that I've been getting into even more so than you guys is mm-hmm. checking out a bunch of Netflix weird original series from other countries yeah, that they've yeah. just been either creating or buying. So they have two different ways that they do it. They do produce original series in other countries, and mm-hmm. then they just distribute them. So, like, some countries will make a TV show, like a series, uh, and then Netflix will distribute that in America and other countries. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention a couple of the ones that they're producing in other countries that uh-huh. are Netflix originals. Okay. So, like, uh, Narcos, which is yeah. the one about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Um, I need to finish that. It's really good. I need to start that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really, really good. Uh, there's a show called Marseille, which is a French show. Um, it's about a mayor who's basically been the mayor locked down for, like, 20 years. And oh, okay. his protege is, like, trying to usurp him. No, um, and then there's three percent, which is a Brazilian show hey. that we all watched. Yeah, and it's one yeah. one of the best shows of the year. It's For one real. of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really um, fucking good. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like a better um, Hunger Games. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much exactly. Yeah. So I recommend checking out three percent. But then there's also this whole other side to it that Netflix has been doing, where they'll find a show that already exists in another country, mm-hmm. and then essentially sort of purchase that show to distribute it to places outside of that country. Right. So that would be like Chewing Gum, mm-hmm. Crazy Head, um, this show called Fada, which I started watching, uh, Call My Agent, which is a French show, uh, a show called Noble or Nobel, which is a Norwegian show. Okay. Um, so I've watched a few of these. I saw, I watched Chewing Gum. You guys haven't seen it yet. No. Chewing Gum is a British show. It's a comedy. 
Uh, it's about this girl who's basically trying to lose her virginity, but she's a fucking total freak show. Okay. <laughs> and like a train wreck and a mess, but it's it's hilarious. Okay. It looks um, great. It's really, really good. It's only six episodes because it's British, and oh, they just right. only do that. Yeah. Then there's Crazy Head, which is another yeah. British show, also six episodes, and it's kind of like a dark comedy, demons got out, possession show, right, which is right. one of my favorite genres, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really, really good. Uh, then Fada is an Israeli show that I watched, um, and it's basically about the conflict between Israel and Palestine, right. but it's actually made by Israelis and Palestinians and stars oh, both of them. Oh really? Uh, like amicably, and it's not like it's not like painted in either way. Really? It's, yeah, it's it's very like non biased, and it's about like how these people are real people and have real lives outside of this conflict. Oh but, yeah, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. Yeah, and it it actually is all in actual Arabic and Hebrew. Yeah, absolutely. and like that, that, that's really cool yeah. in and of itself. But that that's just a really neat everything about that. Yeah. I, I'm glad that they're making it, but I mean, even the premise sounds awesome by itself. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's about it's basically about this group of Israeli dudes who are undercover agents who are mm-hmm. trying to infiltrate like Palestinian terror cells. Okay. Uh, and the word Fada is Arabic for chaos, which is sort of like the um. like shit hit the fan word that they shout out if like they get busted and okay. have, to, have to freak out. Damn. But yeah, it's really good. Um, Call My Agent is a French show. It's about like it's like a comedy about like these fucked up talent agents and like their shenanigans in their office. Uh, and then uh, Nobel is a Norwegian show that I actually want to check out, which is two stories about two soldiers returning home from war uh-huh. and kind of how they're like learning about like how important peace is as opposed to being soldiers. Okay, and wh- um, where is that based out of? Yeah, uh, it's Norwegian. Oh, okay, but it has like eight point seven on IMDb or something Damn. like that. What so. what uh, time frame is that in? Um, uh, Afghanistan more. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, again, so they're just dumping out all these shows, buying shows, producing shows in other countries, and they're all really fucking good. The yeah. thing the thing that's crazy to me is that they just pop up. Like there's no oh, yeah. there's no news about them. They don't market them. And so you'll just get on Netflix one day and then you'll see like a a slew of <laughs> <laughs> um, like brand new shows that yeah. have the Netflix logo on them, and it's just like, where the fuck yeah. did these even come from? Basically, oh, I like it. Anytime I see a new thing with the Netflix logo, I at least take a peek at it. Right. Yeah, some of their stuff is trash, but yeah. they've been doing really, really, really good stuff with those uh, foreign shows. Yeah, the international ones. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I I read today about a different Israeli show that they picked up. Uh, it's it's like um like an espionage type of show and it's called Hamadrasha. Interesting. Yeah, and it's it like they picked it up at the same time that they uh got what is it, Fauda? Fauda? Yeah, Fauda. Fauda. Yeah, they got they got them both at the same time and they're both like already shows there that right, do, right. that have been doing well. And so yeah, Netflix picked up both of them. But yeah, it's really neat, man. Like we watched three percent last week. I was blown away. I absolutely loved it. The acting in it is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Uh this the premise is really, really, really cool. Again, it's like it's like if Hunger Games made sense. If Hunger Games was better in every way. Yeah. Like the premise is much more believable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. I, I I was absolutely enraptured by it. I didn't want to stop watching it. Apparently, if you do want to watch it, you should definitely read the subtitles and not listen to the dubbed version because it's it's a lot worse. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean... You know, there's some people out there who can't follow subtitles for one reason or another. I've mm-hmm. known people who just can't, um, right. and some people who just don't like to. Yeah. But I highly recommend, if you have the ability to follow the subtitles, watching the subtitled version, because the dubbing is not very good. And I tried watching it for like three seconds. Listening mm-hmm. to people speak Portuguese is just, it's like music. It is. It's really, really lovely. But there are just some people who can't 
keep up yeah, with Yeah, some people absolutely just despise subtitles. Yeah. They refuse. Yeah. Woof. But yeah, I can't recommend 3% enough. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a very, very long time. Fuck yeah. Also, The Expanse got picked up by Netflix from Sci-Fi. Yep. For their, so they're going to be distributing their first season and then actually producing their own second season. Which I can't even imagine because the first season, for being a Sci-Fi original, mm-hmm. was goddamn incredible. Yeah. So I can't even imagine how Fuck good that's yeah. going to be. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they had, so Netflix had 15 new shows in 2016, so it remains to be seen just how many they're going to be dumping out. It's funny because when they announced, like, hey, we want 90% of our content to be Netflix originals, everybody mm-hmm. was kind of like, <laughs> well, they'd be the whole <laughs> scoff. Right. But they're doing it quickly. Yeah. yeah. They're like, stacking it up. You can't get on Netflix without seeing, like, 14 yeah, things that have their logo. Seriously. Yeah. And Crazy Head is really good, too. We yeah. watched the first few episodes of Crazy Head, and I read a, 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 like, a comparison that said it was, like, Buffy meets Misfits. Yeah, for sure. And I, I huh. dig that because for fans I love of Buffy and Reaper. Misfits. For fans of Reaper, for fans of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, for fans of uh, Evil Dead TV series, etc. It's yeah. really, it's really, really good. And again, only six episodes, so you can crush it in like yeah. one sitting. Fuck yeah. It's really good. It's very entertaining. And the humor in it is awesome. Yeah. It's actually, for just for your guys' information, uh, Raquel, like the sort mm-hmm. of the main girl uh-huh. from Crazy Head. She actually plays the girl's sister in Chewing Gum, and she's oh, like a completely nice. polar opposite character. Really? I yeah. like her Interesting. the most. That's yeah. rad. Fuck yeah. So that's really cool. Check it out. Check out the shows, people. So I wanted to talk about some science stuff, as we normally do every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's really neat. It's right up our alleys, plural. Uh, you don't know what's up my alley. Don't even. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about my alley. Um, so as as we normally like to talk about about like you know the future, especially like medicine and and prolonging human life, immortality. Yeah, trying to trying to get uploaded into the internet. This is pretty cool. I saw this thing today, and it's talking about how Stanford has created this awesome thing i don't know i don't know it's it sounds like it's out of a sci-fi movie lab and, it, and it's called it's just not believable it's called the laboratory for cell and gene medicine and i i, I fucking that first and foremost Ready i'm to already go. there yeah but specifically as danny said in the intro today <laughs> the director of it said and i quote we're curing the incurable end quote that's the coolest thing that anyone's ever said oh yeah don't even care about facts yeah like I don't care what you do from this point on, that I'm gonna believe you, and I'm just I'm I'm there. Uh, fix it, fix the yeah. thing. <laughs> but it's really neat. Everything about this place is cool. It's twenty five thousand square feet, so bigger than a bread box. Yeah, hard say. enough, hard enough to party. Oh yeah, um, it's at Stanford, off the chain, Silicon Valley. They just do. They're doing like way crazy stuff here. And I, I just wanted to list off. I, I found this article, and I, I just wanted to list off like some of the some of the cool stuff. That they're doing first highlights, and, yeah. First and foremost, among all of these other things that they're doing, this, these are just the ones that were listed in this article. But they have genetically corrected skin. That's what they call it. That's, Whoa, yeah, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, slather it on me. It says it's produced in small sheets and grafted onto patients with the blistering skin disease, Ep- uh, epidermalis bullosa. Yeah, and which is, um, which is rare and incurable. Oh wow, jeez. So what what they say that they do with it is also crazy. So people with this disease, basically the skin isn't able to graft from a normal skin graft. Right. And so what they do at this specific super sci- sci-fi lab is... Um, skin town. They use a virus... 
can't say that. <laughs> Fleshburg. Hey, you like... want to go to Skin Town later? Uh, oh, no. You definitely don't like that. You got to hop on the flesh train to Skin Town. <laughs> You're Why turning you gonna... this place into a horror house. <laughs> they did that. Why are you? Why are you doing a bit right now? <laughs> uh, but yeah. So what they say is they they use a virus to deliver a correct version of the gene onto batches of skin cells, then coax them to form sheets of healthy skin. Dang. Love it. Yeah. Love it. If I read that in like a like a Star Wars novel, oh, that's I'd some like, PF Hamilton shit. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's dope. I wish we had that in real life. Yeah. Oh, now then we're singing. Check it out. But okay, so they also say they do a whole mess of other shit, uh, including regenerating corneal cells in the eye. Cool. Which, which is incredible. Yep. Repairing mutations in a single gene of red blood cells to fight diseases such as sickle cell anemia and beta thalassemia. Hmm. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they genetically engineer immune system T cells to, to recognize and attack cancer cells. So cool. Jeez. Be careful with T cells though, because I feel like yeah. that's where you get a T virus. Well, and well, also like that—that that one jumped out to me as so. T cells are the cells that are corrupted when you get HIV. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, can y'all can y'all tell me if y'all can like engineer some T cells that just don't give a fuck about HIV cells? Yeah, get them. Yeah, I, I that wasn't in the article. That's just me conjecting. But I'm like, that sounds like y'all are T minus. De- HIV is not a thing anymore. Can you guys engineer Mr. T cells? Because <laughs> I pity the fool who gets HIV. Uh, oh, man. And then disabling immune cells that reject transplanted bone marrow. This is one of my favorite ones. This is probably my favorite one. Triggering cardiac cells to replace damaged tissue in the heart. Jesus. What? That is awesome. I'm going to need some of that in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, they go on to just say that it's basically the coolest place alive. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm pumped up about everything about this. I, I love it. I love, like, that medicine's getting to the point where, which I guess it always has been. Like, right. If you, if you went back to, like, the 1800s and, like, when they first started rolling out the first, like, starter issue, like, ma- modern-day medicine, people were like, you're, you're a wizard. Yeah, watch, yeah. Fucking- watch the Nick. <laughs> and they, they create them, they create these cells in these places called clean rooms. And basically, they're, like, surgical suites. And they're made with um, purified air, which is changed out forty to sixty times during the like process of creating the Jesus cell. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. I need that for my room. Yeah, it's I was gonna say really, clean rooms. Really cool. I didn't know that's what my mom was trying to get me into science when I was a kid. She's trying to get oh, me into medicine. Man. Okay, it's Let's a bit. Stop. Stop it's it. a bit. Next, anyway, next segment. Cool shit. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> So in video games, we're going to talk about how Pokemon, and well, a lot of game companies do it, let's be real, but specifically, Pokemon just be shitting all over any kind of fan-made Pokemon game. And, and Nintendo as a whole. Yeah. Which and, they need to relax, because they be fucking up 24 times a year and making bullshit and almost right. going under like 80 times a minute. <laughs> right. And it's just so frustrating. So I wanted to get into this because there was an upcoming fan-made Pokemon project set to be released soon. Yeah. Um, it didn't have like a, re- a specific release date, but it was like coming out like down the fucking pipe. And it was called Pokemon Prism. And it was announced, what was it, yesterday, that it's cease and desisted. Yep, they got them. Did and they you destroyed guys watch them. the trailer for yeah. Prism? Where, yeah. Well, like I didn't, by the time I looked at it, it was already taken down. So, so it was basically like a, a fan-made entire Pokemon game with mm-hmm. like completely original created Pokemon. Yeah. Like a full original story with original oh. characters. And like they created all their own Pokemon. Weird. 
Yeah, yeah. So, and sp- this isn't the first time that this has happened. Nope. Uh, actually, just a few months ago, there was another one called mm-hmm. Pokemon Uranium, mm-hmm. and it had reached more than 1.5 million downloads. Mm-hmm. It had been in development something seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, it had its own region. They had, like, it was in a completely different locale. Uh, they had coded in a new type of Pokemon, mm-hmm. and specifically, they had created a, more than 150 brand new Pokemon, and they were fucking shut down. Yep. And so this is like, and both of them, you know, to, to some extent or another, they they you know had new stuff, but like that, especially like that's almost a decade of people's lives, 150 plus of new original con- like content, mm-hmm. a whole new region, a new type of Pokemon entirely, like that. Almost isn't the same goddamn game. Yeah. And I guess if I'm trying to look at it from their perspective, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if some fan makes this, mm-hmm. then that's a whole bunch of stuff that we can't use. Yeah. yeah. Like, then we are then, you know, precluded from using all those ideas or anything similar to those because then people would be like, that was in uranium, which I do get that, but mm-hmm. it still sucks that, like, they weren't trying to make money off right, of Right, right. That's, that's, that's what burns me up about it. It's like, this is not for profit. This this is just people did this in their spare time, not making any money on this. Right. Poured obvi- like obviously love the franchise. Poured their time and like effort, a decade of their life. Yeah, before. into this goddamn project, and like, it's not gonna fucking hurt Pokemon in any way, shape, or form. And that's what like that's what bothers me. Like, do you not think that like the next Pokemon isn't going to sell as well? My question is like legally speaking, if there's no Pokemon. From the original games or the TV show or anything that Nintendo has created, then is it just the name that got them in trouble? Because if if it's just original creations, then do they really have anything to go off of? Well, no, they they, they still used uh, the regular Pokemon too, so that those were still in the oh. game. Pokeballs were still in the game. All of the same mechanics were in the game. Mm. Um, it's still yes, it is still a Pokemon game. It still uses their engine. It still uses their graphics. They just took. Like the the engine and everything, and they just retooled it for a, for a new place. And then, but I mean, they had to put in a ton of time and effort making new fucking Pokemon. I saw like I saw a little video uh, of some of the Pokemon they had, and some of them looked badass. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just it. Like, here's why it doesn't make sense for me. Like, if it's okay, it's like parody a song mm-hmm. without permission, mm-hmm. and still you can make fucking money mm-hmm. on it. I don't understand why this isn't okay. And they're not even making money on it. Right. That's what baffles me is like, I can go cover a song and make money on it or parody a song and, and make money on it. Weird Al's made an entire career out of it, made shitloads of money and he doesn't need anyone's permission. He gets their permission. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but not all, not all people that do parodies do. And you don't have to, it's legally protected. I just don't understand why this isn't as well, especially if you're not making money on it. Right. Like it, it's just baffling to me. I can understand 100% if you if like they were charging money for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could absolutely see a problem with that. But when you're just like, "Oh, hey, no, this is we just like this is our fan-made thing and we just did this on our own and it's it's free." It's like then who like why are they able to shut that down? I hate that. Yeah. Honestly. And the, and this happens all the time. Uh, specifically, like I remember, like back in the day, I played Ultima Online a lot as a kid, and like this, uh, like there would be free shards that would pop up all over the place. Just play around, and uh, they would get shut down. Right. Um, specifically, I was reading about another one that I didn't know. There was a um, a fan project to create Star Wars Battlefield Three, and they are still moving forward, but they are no longer allowed to use like 
Star Wars in the name, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they have to like change everything so that it's not reminiscent of Star Wars. Right. And the, hilariously, I was reading the article about it, and uh, EA said like they were afraid that it would quote unquote take away attention from their Battlefield franchise. End quote. What Isn't it Battlefront? This said Battlefield. Right, right. That's that was what at the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. They were saying that it was going to take away from their Battlefield franchise, Star Wars Battlefront 3 fan project. Mm-hmm. But at the time, they probably had the new Battlefront in development mm-hmm. and just couldn't, oh. they didn't want to say that. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. But yeah, it's just like, bro, <laughs> like your, your game's still going to sell like a bajillion copies. You're not going to lose any money on yeah, this. Yeah, and it's weird to me because people will make like fan-made Darth Maul movie right. and that just gets that just comes out. But then like <laughs> right. but then like fan-made Star Trek movie gets fucking season assistant shut down mm-hmm. and I'm like it's just some companies are just more asshole about it right. than right. others. Yeah. Like some companies are like sweet, cool, yeah, okay, we're going to yeah. we're going to make mod support in our game mm-hmm. Bethesda so that you can make <laughs> right. these stupid fucking macho man Randy Savage dragons. <laughs> Savage Dragon, right. you can make Savage Dragon mods and just put them on PC and Xbox right. and PlayStation, and, right. we, and we love it, mm-hmm. and you don't make any money. We know it's like fan art. Right. It's like saying that I can't draw like some fucking fan art picture of Soldier 76 and post it on my Tumblr right. because it's protected. It's like Taylor, yeah. Taylor Swift, she like hunted people down yeah. Yeah. and was suing them for really? using her music. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it really, to me, doesn't make any goddamn sense in music because it's like pretty much impossible to do anything original in music at this point. Yep. Like, it, that's, it's baffling to me. Like, when anyone sues anything, unless it's just 110% a ripoff, I'm like, well, there's only so many chords you can use. There's only so many fucking melodies. Anyway, whatever. I just hate it. I wanted to rant about it because it pisses me off because I, I love Pokemon and I'm still going to buy like every Pokemon until the day I die. Right. But I would have loved to be able to play these projects, and I absolutely would have. And I'm mad that I can't because something's so silly. Yeah, it pisses me off. So, we went to go see Rogue One yesterday, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So let me be an asshole and point out that some of us saw Rogue One a week ago. Okay. So here's the story. <laughs> so, Listen up. Here's the story. And I, you know, my apologies in advance to Mickey if he's listening. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but I'm so sorry. So we went to our holiday party at work on Thursday, mm-hmm. the 15th, which was the premiere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd also worked that day. So I was up at like, okay. <laughs> so I was up at like seven, went to work and then went to the holiday party, got a little boozed up. You know, my mistake. She Fuck. was taking shots like crazy. It was Sue nuts. me. Yeah. No, that's not there. true. Oh, I was, I was she drinking. She had an IV, a vodka IV. Shut up. I was drinking beers, having a good time with my fucking friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I maybe had too many beers. And we went to a midnight premiere of Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. It was fucking late. Also, that movie is two hours and 13 minutes long. Long story short, I slept through the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk, I was tired, and it was, again, two hours and 13 minutes long. I don't remember any of that first experience. <laughs> so, so we went and saw it again last night. Yeah. Refresher course. And it was incredible. It was I incredible. I loved it so much. So yeah. let's, give a, let's give a spoiler warning uh, for the spoilers, seven people spoilers. who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I loved the, what I loved the most about it was that it very obviously was based entirely around everything to do with the original movies right uh the aesthetic 
the honestly a lot of the tone mm-hmm. uh there were there were several parts that were oddly i wouldn't say even oddly i mean it, it's obviously they were doing it on purpose uh reminiscent of a new hope mm-hmm. there were parts of it especially like the last like third of it was basically felt almost exactly like the indoor scenes yep. in return of the jedi um but yeah i love they they brought new blasters in but all of them looked like world war 2 era based um technology right, which all right. of the original um like Star Wars weapons, Blastic E11 and what have you, those are all based on like real guns right. from World War II era. They very obviously did it again. Uh, they they just they didn't try to hide the fact that they were just like we love the original movies and yeah. we're just going to do more of those. Basically. They even like specifically went and got extras who either had like 70s style facial hair or were willing to grow <laughs> oh, 70s right. style oh, facial hair. That's, that's a awesome. real thing, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, went out and the... found found dudes with like big sideburns and mustaches that's fucking dope. or like that were willing to grow them. That's awesome. To, like, yeah, fit the aesthetic. I didn't realize that, but now that I think about it, yeah, all of like the pilots and stuff had like they were like 70s Jones. Yep. They I even was... were you going to say about the they cut in the scenes from the from the cutting room? No. Floor? Yeah, so the the the, the like Rogue Squadron like female pilot scene, mm-hmm. those were actual female pilots that were filmed for A New Hope that what? were edited out of the movie. Dang. No way. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, what's his name? Gareth Edwards found that footage like at Lucas what? Ranch and cut it into the film and like no edited. Way. It. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. That's why people like fucking cheered and like freaked out because oh. I was yeah that was they were supposed to be in A New Hope and didn't make wow. it. And he was like, nah. I love that. I'm gonna cut this. Uh, That's fucking. That's awesome. Dope. I also wanted to talk about. The fucking CGI of uh, Tarkin's face. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. real name, fucking right? wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Grand Moff. And then yeah. I, I don't know how you guys didn't spoil this for me, but fucking Leia too. Yeah, Leia, yeah, Leia, what Leia, the Leia comes flying shit. in at the end, just yep. just looking like real life, and yep. it was wild. Yeah, I was freaking out. Yeah, the yep. last like forty five minutes of that movie, I was just. Oh man, I yeah, was with an losing Creed. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Also, uh, so Star Wars has always had really cool droids, but they just knocked it out of the park with this one, and, and yeah. just they put in the best droid yeah. they've ever had. K two is like C three PO, R two D two, and IG eighty eight all had a had yeah. a yeah. yeah, he's just he's like he's awesome. He looks fucking cool, but all like he he has great dialogue. He has like a bunch of comedy parts, but also like really, really heartfelt emotional parts. Mm-hmm. He has like character development. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like any <laughs> droid has ever had like no. actual real character development. Mm-mm. No, the when he told Jin that her behavior was becoming uh, more and more unpredictable, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. I, they yeah. did such a good job of making you love all of these characters mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time, and then killing them. Yeah. And that was what the spoiler warning was for. So yeah. if you're still listening and you haven't seen it, that's your own. Also, fucking. if you haven't figured out by it being like a standalone film mm-hmm. and them not being, you know, in the older movies, right. they're probably not going to survive. I thought maybe at least one of them was going to like right. Obi Wan off onto a fucking yeah. That's what uh, I was hit, hidden too. secret. That's what I was expecting. I was honestly expecting it to be. I don't. I don't remember his name, but the guy with the big blaster. Uh, the blind. The blind man. Oh right, right, right. You thought I, he was going to scoop out? Yeah, because there was that big death. The big death scene, and I honestly was like, "This is this is really poignant." I I felt like he was gonna like troop her out mm-hmm. and just and skedaddle. No, nope. and uh, and then like two minutes later, he fucking dies, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, there's but, there's no hope for anyone now. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm-mm. until the next movie. Uh, yeah, when there's a new <laughs> hope. But anyway, uh, yeah, I loved it. I I, I thought that well, it was fantastic. I also wanted to say that I really loved Ben Mendelsohn, who played Krennic. 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 I think his name is Krennic. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Orson Krennic, right? Ben Mendelsohn, who plays Krennic, the bad guy 
Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn plays the bad guy. Yeah. He's and I just want to talk line. about how awesome he was as a bad guy. I really, really enjoyed yeah. him. I um, I think that you've mentioned this before to me that you have like a, a soft spot for him because of his uh, speech impediment. And yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, no, it's no, just I, like I mean, awesome to see someone with like a yeah, an actual speech impediment that like they're not like trying to hide it or anything. Right, right, but like, yeah. he uses it. And it's awesome. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, to, just to touch on that, dear listeners. Um, <laughs> so I had a speech impediment growing up. I mean, I guess I still do. I just I I took therapy classes that like basically got rid of it. But every once in a while, it crops up. So yes, Taylor is right. Like it is awesome to see someone just getting awesome, huge acting gigs with a fucking speech impediment. That's yeah. awesome to me. I love it. Um, but I, I I was gonna say like it's just kind of crazy that he was able to like out bad guy fucking Tarkin. Yeah. He's Jesus. great. There's a lot of actors who have speech impediments that are able to act without them somehow. Right. But then still just have them in their normal everyday lives. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of his characters, he's kind of gone uh, like into not having it. Mm-hmm. This was the first time he's really just had his full normal, like Australian accent and his speech impediment and just not given a shit. Oh, that's true. Awesome. Yeah. That's Cause awesome. he, he didn't have the, he still had the speech impediment. He didn't have the accent in bloodline. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's totally right. He's yeah, just, totally he's right. a great actor. I I really enjoy him. Um, and his character was awful, but he was good. To, he was so entertaining to watch because <laughs> he he's just he's so good. Yeah, he was killing it. I loved it. You know who also always kills the game and everything they're in? Mm-hmm. Old fucking Mass. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he was. He was. He was he's only was, in like two scenes, and there he's the he's killing the game. Let <laughs> me say, it was nice to see him not play a villain. Yeah, and he was like a good, good, good guy. He was a good, good guy. Yeah, my heart hurt. And like normally I'm like, oh, you're so bad. Like in Hannibal and um, Doctor Strange, like he's a a pretty good villain. Mm -hmm. But goddamn, to have him as a good guy was refreshing to say the least. Very, very cool. Have you seen Valhalla Rising? No. It's fucking wild. It is a wild ass movie. But it's really cool though. Is he good in it? He is... Sort of the good guy. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. If anyone's a good guy in that movie. Yeah, well, I mean, is, was anyone a good guy in that, like, historical period? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Vikings yeah. were just out there getting people. <laughs> as, like, true. just part of their daily lives. Like, right. They just thought that was what you did. <laughs> it was what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, there was Blue Milk in it. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, they did There's, Blue Milk. There were a lot of references. There were, yeah, there was a lot of throwbacks, especially to A New Hope. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved it. Uh, they, they were, they basically had like, even though they weren't moisture farming, Mm -hmm. they basically had the same setup as moisture farms. Yep. Um, the aesthetic of like the home, the, on their, like their homestead in the very beginning of the movie was very, very reminiscent of the moisture farm on Tatooine. Uh, tons of those, tons, tons of those throughout the movie. There was a, a shout out to uh, a couple of the, uh, cantina guys in, uh, just everything. They, they really like just knocked it out of the park. They he really doesn't did. like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. Yeah, that, they made that guy's eyes eye like worse. Yeah, in this they movie. hit him with like a graphics. Oh, it looked like it was like bulging out of his fucking skull, <laughs> and I hated it. Um, yeah, there were a bunch of like just like references to like real deep cut and Star Wars shit too, mm-hmm. and it was basically just me and Garrett like turning and looking at each other yeah. every time as you do. <laughs> Project Black Saber. Yeah, don't say that. Oh, give it to me. Let's go. Uh, I love that. It addressed like a super nerd issue that's been brought up like a billion times since Star Wars came out, which was 
why the fuck was there like a huge weakness? It was the entire point of the movie. Yeah, the entire <laughs> plot was based around like why the Death Star could get blown up by a single proton torpedo. Yep. By a snub fighter. I can't believe that they had to make an entire movie. I mean, they didn't have to. No, but just like that, that was like did. such a huge plot hole in mm. general. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't even that it was like a plot hole, but it was just like something that was like people would call out as like kind of like silly. Like, oh, why didn't they just cover it up? And it's like. Because they didn't know. Yeah. And so like. And it, it, in the third er, in uh, Return of the Jedi, they build a second Death Star without that port. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was like, why didn't they just do that the first time? Which, I mean, that in itself is kind of a dumb line of reasoning anyway. But I did love that, like, they specifically made an entire movie to be like, this is why. Yeah. But more than anything, I love that. And this Taylor and I were talking about it last night. I, I love that basically for the first time in a Star Wars film, it felt like other people in the galaxy mattered other than Jedi and other than, like, Skywalkers. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> You know, yeah. no, you're Jerry totally went right. on a rant about Skywalkers and why they're so goddamn important. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's and frustrating. It, and it, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. if you go, if you go back to the fucking Darth Plagueis episode mm-hmm. one bullshit of right. him being like immaculately conceived right. directly out of the Force, it makes sense that his lineage would permanently be like the fulcrum of the galaxy. Basically, sure, right. sure. But they are all annoying. Yeah, they're they're all annoying. <laughs> and then, like, like even if like I get it. Like even if the Skywalkers are like the most powerful dudes in in the universe. Right. That's that's awesome, but like the galaxy's enormous. Tell a story about other people yeah. that we care about. Yeah. Like you're telling me that like not one other dude roaming around this enormous goddamn galaxy could show up and like save the day every once in a while? Why does it have to be a Skywalker? That's why like I'm so mad because I'm terrified that they're going to make Ray uh Luke's daughter. Yeah, probably. And I'm so like anti that because I, I I love her as a character. I love Luke, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, and but, we know that his kids mm-hmm. are the coolest things since yes. sliced bread yeah, was, in the EU. Oh, yeah. I was telling Taylor all about the EU last but night. But I, all about I agree with you. Jade. Yeah. Like, I just think it's wasted. It's like, let just some other random, yeah. some other person in this enormous, huge, wide galaxy show up and go, oh, me too. Yep. That, that, to me, is way fucking cooler of a storytelling device than, oh, it just has to be a Skywalker. Well, and it'll be double it'll be double stupid because mm-hmm. the villain is a fucking Skywalker. Yeah. It's like, like if we just have to deal with that. Like, oh, it's Vader's oh, okay. grandkids. Oh, yeah. And now they're fighting. And they're the main characters, and they, it's yeah. the same thing. It's no, just a repeat. I, I would absolutely love if they were just like, okay, we're going to try to reveal who your parents are. Oh, they were just nobodies. Yeah. And they just left you on Jakku because, like, sorry. And then you just turned into, like, the coolest fucking person in the galaxy. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I trust Ryan Johnson to not... There were a lot of people that complained that um, Force Awakens was too much of an homage to A New Hope. Oh, shit. Um, which there were a <laughs> lot of parallels. Sure. But I trust Ryan Johnson to, like, make just a badass original Star Wars movie for mm-hmm. Episode Eight. But I don't know how much they have, like, the... the Kevin Feige, Marvel overlord, right. being like, oh, they're his kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ray yeah. is Luke's daughter, and you have to stick with that. Yeah. yeah, I'm, Because he's writing and directing it, but I'm sure that there's overarching right, stories right, right. that they're like, you have to put this in. Right, right. exactly. Yeah, I hope they don't do it. I, I, I mean, I'll accept it if they do, and it'll probably be cool if they do it like that, and there will probably be a cool backstory, etc. But, again, I think it would just be much more uh, everything. Much, much more poignant. M- like, much... 
more in in depth into the actual size of the goddamn galaxy, the scope right. of the galaxy. Right. If it was just like, oh no, we have no idea who this person is. Right. She just showed up and she's goddamn incredible, and we're just going to run with it. Mm-hmm. That do it. Yeah. Don't. I want to find out that Dolores was the main villain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> It was good though. Yeah, go see it if you haven't already. And Honestly, even if you, you don't like Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, go see yeah. it because, yeah. it, like, as a non-Star Wars movie, because it's not there's no there's no there's not really any lightsaber and force use in it right. at all until the very last second, which that scene was bad. Oh, that was fuck. awesome. I maybe want to replay Force Awakens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Force Unleashed, rather. I was telling Taylor about that last night. I was telling her about Force Unleashed, fucking Star Killer just We're coming just in and just get people getting them. It's like the first mission in prototype. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. That's that's about it. Congratulations again, Angel. Yeah, yeah. Angel. Hit, Hit us, us up. up. Oh, <laughs> nasty. See y'all next time.